The last time we begun uh, by looking at John 17, um, and we'd like to pick up where we left off last time. But what I'd like to remind us of is one, the first thing we notice in this prayer is that Jesus prayed for himself. And then he prayed for his family, those who were in the family of God at that time, but he didn't stop there. He prayed also for us and for those who are yet to trust Jesus Christ as their personal savior. And uh, this, 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 this is, is amazing to me because it just shows who he is. He is God, he has a plan, and he is following through with his plan. But this morning, I don't think I'll be able to get much further than the fact that he asked God to do two specific things for him. Let's let's read uh, verses 1 and 2 together. After Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son. Your, your Son may glorify you. For all people, that he might give eternal life to all those you have given to him. Okay, first of all, as I indicated, he prayed for himself and then he prayed for his disciple. But he is asking the Father to do two things and yet they are one. He is saying, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son. Um, but he also is asking that he will be able not only glorify his son, but that his son will be able to glorify him. And, 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 and that is, is key. And one of the questions you might ask is, how did he glorify him? Well, He indicates later on, and we will deal with this when we get to it. He says, glorify me for I have glorified thee. I have done my part. Now, Lord, do yours. Simply put. We'll see that in verse 4 and 5. He prays for the fact that he needed God to glorify him, not for his own good, but that the world will know that he was sent by God, that he came from God, and that he was doing the will of God. In chapter 16, which we looked at briefly, we note something else. 
this was the first time that the disciples said clearly, you know, now we know that you came from God. Why? Because you're speaking to us very clearly. You're not using parables. And they believe. And later on in this prayer, he is going to reiterate that, that they believed. But we note something else. How did he glorify him? It was the question. Well, first of all, we note that um, he glorified the Father through his sufferings on earth. He suffered where you should have suffered. Okay? He suffered where I should have suffered. But it was not only in his suffering, but he actually did signs and wonders. God allowed what he did to glorify him. And in some very unique places and individuals, remember Judas was the one that betrayed him. But Judas finally came around. After receiving the 30 pieces of silver, he went back and he threw them on the ground and he said, I have betrayed an innocent man. Even Judas. Now, it's a pity he didn't repent to the point where he called him his Lord and his God. But that was not to be. Because if we go back, you will recognize that Jesus said that he knew every one of them. And he knew that Judas would be the one to betray him. And I, 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 I would say this, I guess, until I die. Um, I don't know how he can possibly do that. Because if I knew someone that I was standing with day by day was going to eventually betray me and I die, not as a result of that, because he died because he came to this earth to die in your place and mine because we needed a perfect individual and there's only one perfect individual that was the Lord Jesus to die in our stead. That's, that's the reason. But just to know that this man was going to betray me, I am not sure how I would handle that. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but that, 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 that's, 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 I think I would have a very difficult time with that. But it was not only Judas, but he also, Judas confessed not only that he was an innocent man, but the fact that he was a perfect man. 
But it, it didn't stop there. Remember Pilate's wife. She was sleeping, minding her own business. But in her sleep, she got up and warned her husband, have nothing to do with this innocent man. And if Pilate could, we would say that he literally washed his hand of the blood of Jesus. But if he did not accept Jesus Christ as his Lord, that blood will be there for all eternity. But he says that, hey, this man is not only innocent, but he was a righteous man. And he was, he gave instructions to put up a sign over his head saying, this is the king of the Jews. But of course, the Jews were saying, no, no, we want that change. He says, we need to write, he says he is the king of the Jews. But Pilate says, what I have written, I have written. I don't care how you wash your hands, you cannot get away from who he was. But that's not all. Even the sun refused to shine. The sun was darkened. This is how God glorified his son. And we can look a little closer. We discover that the veil was rent in two from top to bottom. As if somebody just tore it apart. This was his way of glorifying his only begotten son. But the father not only glorified the son, but he was magnified. He was magnified. He was glorified. It was on his cross that he conquered Satan, death, and the grave. This is how he glorified his son. But God the Father himself said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But it didn't stop there. And I, I am so glad it didn't stop there. Because if that's where it stopped, we would have still found ourselves to be in our sins. But he raised him from the dead. The first fruit.
But he goes a little further. He is going to raise us. The same God that raised Jesus from the dead is going to raise us up one day. What a hope we have. He is going to raise us up one day. And that's where I get my peace from. And you know, I, I, I listen and I I don't want you to get the wrong impression. And I I I feel Roseanne for what you're going through, you your your your, your concerns. But may I say to all of us, because it's not only you, Roseanne, we all go through this in some form of or the other. We concentrate too much on how we feel rather than on what the Word of God says. How we feel. And that the danger about that is I don't know about you all, this, this may not have ever happened to you, but there were days I felt you can't be saved. Just the thought that went through your mind said, no, no, you, you can't be saved. You sure you say, Frederick? So that, that's feelings. But I can say I am, and I have new life in Christ. Why? Simply because the word of God says that if I confess, And I want you to just rest there for a moment. And that's where the key for all of life's problems are. If we confess, he does the rest. What is it that he will do? He is faithful. He is just. He will forgive. He will cleanse from all unrighteousness. He leaves nothing else up to you. He just says, confess. You also will, if something is about to happen to her, he will show us what we can do if we get an action or something, if we are able to do it. But if we, if we get badly done, we have to be taken to the hospital and we don't know how we even get here, God is still Yes, but again, this is another side of it that we need to look at. And I, I want us to really be careful about this. Because we ask for protection. I do, I do it daily. Yeah. But Does it mean that he is not going to allow us to go through it because we are his children? Well, if that's the case, we, 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 we are in a lot of trouble. Because we need to remember, first of all, we are the clay. He is the porter. He is the one that brings the clay together and form it 
into whatever he sees fit. And if he don't like what he form, it's his duty to turn it back into clay and reform it again until he gets what he wants. And that's what Pastor Warrell was saying a couple of minutes ago. The sandpaper aspect of it. it it's, it's supposed to rub, rub off the rough edges so that we can be pliable in his hands. That's what sandpaper does. He, it knocks off the rough, rough edges. So when we go through situations and circumstances, and not that this is easy, and I, 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 I tremble when I say this in, in a sense from the inside because I, all I want to know is when he is dealing with me, I can apply these things. You see what I'm saying? Because there are many times we can sit here and we can look at a situation and say this is the way it should be. But when it comes to us, then we find that it's very difficult for us to follow through. You get what I'm saying? It's not easy. And he, he, he never said it was going to be easy. The whole idea is when he allow anything to happen to any one of his children, it's for our good and his glory. We can't see that. That's what I'm trying to say. We, we, we may not even see it. We may even say, Lord, why are you doing this to me? But may I say to you, he is a just God. He is definitely in control. But there is nothing that says, when I walk out of this building, somebody couldn't walk up to me, pull a gun out and say, give me your wallet. And I might be reaching to get my wallet, but he's just side, hey, maybe he's reaching for some object or the other. And he blows my head away. Does that prevent me from going to heaven? Yeah. Remember the quote that Don quoted for us just before we started? Remember the, the scripture? What was it, Don? Um, fear not one man. Fear not man who can destroy the body but he cannot touch the soul but who should we fear? Fear God who is able to destroy both soul and body. That's where our fear should be and, and, and that's where we need to make sure that we are quite taken up by the word. And that's why I, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot overemphasize the importance of us living according to the word. Trust the word. Listen to what the word is saying, not what we are feeling. Because if we are living according to how we feel. We're going to be saved today. We're going to be lost tomorrow. We're going to be miserable later on this evening. We're going to be on the mountaintop tomorrow morning. We're going to be like a yo-yo. Up and down. 
and down. But the whole idea is to trust God. Deliver everything to him. I want to stop with Psalm chapter 2 verse 7 and 8. This should be our desire. Not only today, but each day of our lives. Psalm chapter 2, verse 7. I will proclaim the deeds of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. This is what the father is saying to the son. Today, I have become your father. Verse 8. Of me, and I will make your nation your inheritance. I will make the nation your inheritance. The end of the earth, your possession. That's what God is able to do and want to do for us. So I want to encourage you today to keep your eyes stayed on him. Remember that God cannot lie. And Whatever he allows is for our good and his glory. He does it because he loves it. He wants to teach us things, not, not because he wants to hurt us, but because he, he has to do that to teach us something. I, I'd like to, I, I said I was going to end with that, but I'd like to ask a question. Those of you who have children in here, Your children or child does something wrong. You discipline him. The normal parent will discipline him or her. Does that mean you don't love him? If you don't, if you don't discipline him, that might say much more clearly how much you don't love him. Because when we discipline, I, um, I think it was Pastor Wish who said once he was disciplining one of his children and he said to them, this is hurting me more than it's going to hurt you. And whether it was Dave or whoever it was said, well, why, why do it, Dad? Don't, don't hurt yourself. 
And that would be the way to go, eh? I mean, hey, if you're going to hurt you, don't, don't, don't discipline me. But he was disciplining them because he wanted them to understand that whatever it is they were doing was not right. And he wanted to bring them up in the way that they should go. And, 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 and sometimes we are disciplined, disciplined. We are being disciplined by God. Sometimes. It, it does not mean that every time something happened to you, you did something wrong. Job didn't do anything wrong according to God. God says he was a righteous and an upright man. Well, I wouldn't want to go through what Job went through. You wake up one morning, all the children are well, and you're rich and famous. And that's what Mr. Warhol said this morning. Earlier. He was rich and he was famous. Everybody knew Job. One day, all his children were killed. All his wealth was gone, stolen. Or fire came down and destroyed. Who, who are you going to say it is other than God? You can say that's God. God did that to me. Well, it wasn't God. God allowed Satan to do it. But it wasn't God. But who came out on top? Joe. Joe. But <laughs> the thing is, in all that God allowed Satan to do to him, the word of God said he did not say anything bad about God. He said, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. And, 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 and that's the kind of attitude we need. And I, and I say, I'm talking about Frederick as well. I'm no different from any one of you. So I want to just stop here this morning and encourage you. God's plan for us is good and not evil. Can I ask a question? I lost my white purse. I was wondering if anybody found it in your shop. Because I can't find it anywhere. Well, uh, anybody's seen a strange white, white purse without an owner around here? If you have its arms. Okay, let's, let's pray. Father, we pause this morning to say thank you because you are our father who art in heaven you are in control of every situation and Lord we want to say thank you this morning for your grace for your mercies for your compassion we want to thank you because we are the clay and you are the potter, you do, you're the one who mold us into vessel of honor or vessel for this honor. Oh God, just help us to be receptive to what you have for us. And we will be careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Go before us this day. Be glorified, I pray thee. In Jesus' name, amen.